TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob is uh, off today, and uh, I want to thank you guys for indulging us the last two weekends. Uh, I was away celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary, and so I really did have to take those two Saturdays off. (laughs) Um, So I put her through enough on the air that at least I can go away for the weekend, for the week there for uh, our 25th wedding anniversary. So we are live this morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC. 522 WTIC, and I'll do my best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And it's always good to get online early. I know it's a nice day here out here in, in New England, and uh, you might be out there doing the yard work. But if you ever have any computer issues, now is the time to get online. Speaking of computer issues, so Tab Computer Systems, our, our, our client base consists of all sorts of different companies, financial, medical, dental, you name it. But a lot of them are manufacturers. And uh, especially here in Connecticut, they deal with aerospace and have all sorts of requirements um, that have been put up upon them to uh, protect uh, data. And it has to do with, obviously, military-type-grade things or uh, anything the government wouldn't want uh, our quote-unquote enemies to know about. So it's called NIST 800-171 or DFARS. So if you're in, in manufacturing, you're well aware of this. And, of course, you have all these ridiculous requirements that you have to jump through all sorts of crazy hoops. I shouldn't say ridiculous. They're important to do, uh, but there's a lot of them now. And uh, to protect this data so it doesn't end up uh, in China's hands, let's say, and they can go ahead and build whatever jet you're working on themselves. And so you can't allow your own employees to go in the shop there with their cell phones, and you have to encrypt data, and you have to do all sorts of uh, things to protect this data. Well, the reason I bring this up, because you can't make it up, this story um, is about the fact that U.S. military-based stores, yes, I said U.S. military-based stores, are now going to pull Huawei and ZTE phones off the shelves. Yes, our own military had Chinese-made cell phones that they were being sold and given to our military folks. Now, you spend all this time and effort in the manufacturing side to keep the secret secret, and then China just says, you know what, I'll just sell them some some Chinese phones on the base, <laughs> and then they can the staff can bring it on the uh, Hornet or whatever, whatever you're flying, and uh, get the information that way. Um, you just can't make it up. So America's Department of Defense has banned, duh, all Huawei and ZTE devices from sale and defense exchanges. This is, again, recently they banned Russian antivirus software on their computers. Gee, thanks, guys. Uh, Kaspersky, thankfully, was banned. Um, but, guys, are you kidding me? And this shouldn't even be – I mean, I can't believe I'm talking about it. The fact that you have all this uh, Chinese-made equipment 
directly sitting on your Defense Department stores is mind-boggling uh, to me. And uh, I'll put a link up here for you so you can read the story. It actually, of course, comes from our folks in England, my favorite IT blog out there, The Register. And uh, <laughs> you just can't make it up. Uh, you spend all this time and energy keeping all this stuff secret, and then they let the, they just let the defense stores sell Chinese-made phones on base. And who knows what kind of technologies the Chinese are going to put in there to try to capture information about um, our defense uh, readiness or what have you. Um, so I just I just had to tell you about that. I, I couldn't believe it. But then again, you're probably not surprised, are you? In other news, the BBC, um, they have this uh, consumer protection show. And it's a BBC TV show. And it's claiming Apple is using a non-existent warranty clause to refuse iPhone battery replacements. So the folks over uh, at the BBC have this show where they actually talked about the fact that um, folks who were sending in their their iPhones to get their that cheap battery, that $29 battery deal that Apple was offering because they kind of got caught slowing down your machine and they had to apologize by giving you cheap batteries. Um, they decided that... Uh, they found out that that Apple was not going to allow for that cheap battery to be given to you because you have a dent on your phone or a scratch or something else damaged with it. So instead of giving you that replacing the battery and leaving your phone dented or scratched or cracked or whatever it might have been, you first have to spend hundreds of dollars to repair it before you get the battery. So it's kind of like if you imagine your car, right? And if you need a new battery for your car, you need to bring it to some you know body shop first to take the dent out of it before they'll give you a new battery or sell you a new battery. That's Apple's approach, and they are quoting a some sort of line in their in their uh, warranty clause that says we don't have to give you this unless you fix that. Again, Apple so consumer friendly, <laughs> always looking out for you guys. Uh, this is again through the BBC, a, another British uh, reference here, but it is interesting, and uh, we'll put a link up here for you guys to take a look at it. Uh, this is a consumer protection share at the. Uh, that is talking about this. In other news, you might have heard the folks at Tesla um, lost $700 million uh, this quarter. That's a record, almost $800 million. And uh, so, of course, you know, nothing's wrong with Tesla. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, they'll be fine. We'll see. Even They lost almost $800 million despite the $7,500 um, gift. The rest, you and I, Mike, you give it to them, too, in your taxes to uh, subsidize $80,000 vehicles for folks who can afford it themselves. You know, But we won't go there. I mean, I'm not begrudging somebody's ability to buy an $80,000 car. Just don't come into my pocket to help you. You know, if you can buy $80,000 vehicle, more power to you. Buy two of them. I don't care. But don't take it from Mike, my producer, in my pocket so you can do it. But that aside, they still lost $800 million. So Conan uh, O'Brien said that they have a new thing they're going to do here to try to prop the company up. Take a listen. Yesterday, Tesla founder Elon Musk revealed that his company lost $700 million last quarter. Yeah. Some analysts say Tesla could run out of money by the end of 2018. Now, Tesla's financial woes are partly due to delays in shipping their Model 3 electric car that people ordered two years ago with a $1,000 deposit. But to turn around, the company thinks they can turn this whole thing around with their latest product. Check it out. The Tesla TBD will be coming out in 2024, assuming no delays. And you can reserve yours for only $2,000. Is it a new electric car? It could be. 
It, it's one of those power packs that will get my home off the grid. Is it? Is it a condenser that makes clean drinking water out of moisture in the atmosphere? Why don't you give us $2,000 and find out in 2024? The Tesla TBD. It could be anything, including a fast and easy cash flow infusion that eliminates the need to create more stock because that would dilute the value of Tesla's existing shares. Ah, uh, yes. So the Tesla TBD. To be determined. You know, when it comes to technology, vaporware is very common. And, uh, you know, your little $1,000 deposit waiting for your Model 3, which still has, is still vaporware for a lot of folks, uh, is great. But the TBD, that sounds like a good marketing approach there, Tesla. Um, we'll see what happens. So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. We are live. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We have three lines open. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk. I'm Eric. Bob's off today. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we had a call that had to hang up, but she had a question quickly about, uh, she's got an old laptop, and she wants to get rid of it, and she's just wondering if she can just throw it out. And this, the basic answer is you really shouldn't do that. Um, if you want to be responsible with it, uh, there are companies that will uh, gladly accept your old computer waste uh, for free. And uh, I think you'd want to check out the one we use at Tab. It's called Green Monster, and they are in West Hartford. And uh, give them a ring, and I'm sure they can give you their hours, and you can swing by and drop off your laptop. I would take the hard drive out, um, and uh, if you're not sure about how to do that, you can talk to them about that. And then you can take a hammer to the hard drive so that it, you know, your data is not usable or viewable ever again. Uh, but then they'll take they'll take the rest of your machine and they'll responsibly recycle it, and that's good. You don't want to have it in some landfill um, in the third world, which is where a lot of this stuff ends up. Uh, let's go on to uh, your calls, and we're going to go to uh, Frank in Manchester first. Morning, Frank. Take my call. Um, yesterday I was listening to the radio through the through my computer, mm-hmm. and I uh, I disconnected the power cord, and then I put the the computer, the laptop on my desk, and then I forgot to hook up the the power cord, and, and I was still doing some stuff on the computer, and it just went black. Black. Right. It ran out of battery. I. That's what I thought because then I plugged it in overnight, figuring that maybe that's just the battery, but uh, but uh, I couldn't get get the computer to work again. Oh no! So it's completely still dead. Yeah. Have you tried plugging it into a different outlet? No. All right. I mean, maybe the outlet you're plugging. So I'm, I'm assuming you did. You move the, the laptop back to where you started and plug it back in. Is that what you yeah, did? Yeah. Oh, you the did. The light went on. Hmm. You know, the, you know, charging. Yeah. And uh, so I figured, oh, you know, I just let it go overnight, and then I'll. Of course. You know, yeah, but it didn't work. And you hold the power button, and nothing happens to force it to come on. Uh, no. No, you haven't hold, held the power no, button, I or you. <laughs> I, I no, I haven't put, didn't put the power uh, button on because I I I. Shut, shut it down a couple months ago, and they said that you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. I just shut it down you, you, because I was having problems problems with it, and oh. you know, and they oh. Said, oh, you should just never do that. Wait a minute. So somebody told you never to turn it off because you were having trouble with it in the first place. Yeah. Oh boy. How old is this thing? They're pretty old. They're yeah, about, yeah. Uh, Ten years old. So somebody, you, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you have a physical problem with it, and someone said, "Frank, leave it running. Don't touch it." Right. And you'll be fine. And yeah. of course, you moved it, and now it's not fine again. Right. Um, 
so it sounds like you've got something loose in the most likely where you plug the uh, the, the laptop into the outlet and uh-huh. it's basically not charging properly for you. I wouldn't spend a penny on a ten year old laptop. Okay. So I give you permission through to get it through committee to get a new laptop. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Frank. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Yeah. If someone tells you not to touch your computer because it's going to fall apart, <laughs> um, you know you you know you really uh, borrowed time. So feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to uh, answer your questions this morning. Let's go to Jim in East Hartford. Hey, Jim. Hey, how are you today? Doing fine, sir. How are you? Good. I'm recently having a problem. I explained briefly. I use Google Chrome, Mm -hmm. and the more you use um, your favorite site, an icon will appear below the Google search engine. Yeah. And it's convenient. You click, it goes right to it. Sure. I I only have a problem with two of them, and I just tested it now when it's working okay. Figures. Uh, yeah, figures uh, with YouTube and Gmail. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to Craigslist. Boom, pops right up. Um, or any other, uh, you know, Netflix pops right up. So I don't know, but I do notice it's taking longer and longer to load i think i have too many programs running at startup how do i fix that as far as too many well too many programs running at startup is not really anything to do with what you're talking about in your chrome issue no but there are two separate issues i should say that (laughs) i was gonna say it was quite a tangent (laughs) (laughs) i'm good at that (laughs) that's okay um yeah we which operating system are you running Uh, windows 7 oh windows 7 um, premium, whatever that is, I don't know what. Yeah, so I mean, we can we can find some links to to how you how you would clean up your startup in Windows Seven to reduce all that uh, process. It's it's pretty straightforward to do as far as that goes. But the thing is, um, it, it 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 does. Why do you want to do it? Do you think your machine is impacted by what's starting up? Are you just are you just have something to do? You want to do on a Saturday morning? Clean up your startup. Uh, sometimes you don't. It's not worth changing anything if it's all working okay um well it's working now but wednesday when you're not on the air i'd like to have something to try (laughs) (laughs) but again when you say it's not working the chrome thing or starting up your machine well the primary issue is when i click on youtube it just it, it won't it'll just go YouTube, but it won't it won't uh, you know it'll it'll appear in the uh, search box. Right. But it won't it won't go to YouTube. But you and you think that's a uh, startup issue? I'm guessing. All right, that's what I'm hearing. You're guessing. Okay, it's probably not related to that at all. Um, so I don't want to have you mess with your with your startup programs just because you can't get to YouTube. It's okay. it's really I don't think it's connected at all, frankly. Um, it really comes down to your browser speed, your internet speed, and your computer's ability to to uh, perform. That is probably where you're having your issues with YouTube. What I might recommend is see how YouTube performs in Firefox. I I I did the same. I did exactly that. Same problem. Okay. All right. So it's consistent. What's your yeah. band? What kind of bandwidth do you have, Jim? How fast I- is your internet? I have, well, it's supposed to be high speed from Frontier. Yeah. It's always been really great. Well, it's all so relative. That, do a speed test. And uh, How do I do that? If you go to, uh, I like to recommend Xfinity speed test because it's easy. Yeah. And uh, you'll have a little start button. It'll tell you what your download and upload speed is. And if you're 25 megs or so down, um, that might be considered high speed. The word high speed is kind of a, 
a misnomer. Relative. It's all relative. Yeah. Um, you could have a caching issue. Uh, how old is the machine? It's pretty old. I'm going to say six or seven years old. Yeah. So part of the issue is it's resources. You know, how much RAM it has, the processing power, uh, you know, not your startup per se. And I have, plenty, I have plenty of free space. Yeah, that I'm sure your hard drive is fine. Um, okay. But the machine needs RAM to cache whatever is that being downloaded through your Internet connection to display on uh, for, for YouTube to work for you. Um, you may want to clear your cache within okay. those Firefox and Chrome browsers to improve your performance. Yeah. Um, that might help you. Check your Internet speed. But if everything else is working fine, it's just your YouTube streaming that's causing issues. I would look at your Internet speed and your browser uh, cache before I would do anything else. Startup has nothing really to do with that. I will do exactly that then. All right, Jim. Thank you so much. My pleasure, sir. Love your show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. The, uh, the thing about Internet speed is, uh, is interesting because uh, – you really have to know what you've got for bandwidth before you can even uh, diagnose some of these issues. Uh, and the word high speed is all relative. I mean, I have clients who think they have high speed internet and it's nine megabits, nine megabits for a whole company. Um, so it's all relative. How many systems you have on that network trying to use that bandwidth? Um, I like to equate it to a water pipe because I was a, a commissioner on the Board of Water Commissioners in Southington for a long time, and we dealt with pipes. And the Internet kind of works the same, same way um, in that you have a pipe to your, your, your home, the Internet pipe to your home. And if it's not wide enough, you're not going to be able to do a whole lot. But if you don't need a whole lot, then you don't need a whole lot of wide uh, width. So it's one of those, you got to balance it out. Because the Internet provider will always try to, quote-unquote, sell you more. Oh, we've upgraded your Internet for free. Well, if there's only three of you on there and you got 200 megabits of speed, you have a – it's like equivalent of a 12-inch water main that you'd find in your, in your road that services your whole town. You don't need that much bandwidth. And so if the internet company says to you, I've given you 200 megabits for free, who cares <laughs> if you're only going to have three people using it? It doesn't matter to you. And they know that. That's why they're happy to give it to you for quote-unquote free. Uh, so – Feel free to get online this morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I've got four lines wide open. I know it's a beautiful Saturday. I know we were off for the past two weekends, so you're, you're punishing me. But if you need any kind of computer support, feel free to get online. I'll do my best to help you out. Otherwise, I'll be talking about my kids. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob's off today. We're going to be right here live. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. I'll do my best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, Mike, uh, who posts everything for me here live, uh, told me that I wasn't pronouncing that Chinese phone manufacturer uh, correctly. And uh, it's actually not Huawei. It's Huawei. <laughs> so I do my best. Uh, the point is, why is the U.S. military allowing Chinese phones to be sold on the bases? I got nothing against Chinese phones. Don't get me wrong. But if we're spending so much time keeping everything as secret as we can about our technology, why would we want our military personnel flying around in the jets with the phones in their pockets? Or even on the tarmac or whatever, wherever you put I'm sure you wouldn't have your phone in your pocket in a jet. That'd just be weird, wouldn't it? That's like Top Gun taking the, uh, taking the little Polaroid. They shouldn't have had that Polaroid in the, in the uh, F-15, I don't think. It's probably against, against regulation. All right, let's get back to your calls here. We're going to go to Paul uh, from Unavailable. We don't know where Paul's calling from. He's calling from a cement bunker. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Good morning. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. About three weeks ago, 
yeah. you guys are talking about, um, you know, everybody's talking about privacy while browsing on the internet. Mm. And I've always wondered, you've got these, pri- you know, go to uh, private browsing or incognito browsing. Right. Does it really work? It's not as incognito as you think it is. Um, yeah. So basically, incognito mode really is only designed uh, so that when someone else sits down at your computer, they're not going to see your past cache of where you were going. It doesn't mean that the your internet provider doesn't know where you're going. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means uh, if you happen to be going, let's say, let's say for the argument, you're going to buy your your girlfriend some flowers, and you'd be really embarrassed embarrassed and upset if she saw that you were going to buy flowers. So you go into incognito mode and you do your purchase. And that way, when she sits down at your computer, she does not see where you were browsing for flowers. Uh, that's really all incognito mode is. Uh, however, you know, everybody on the, inter- on the, on the planet, you know, the NSA and, the, and your internet provider knows where the heck you were going. Even when you try to use those VPNs, right, to be, to be private, right. the VPN... The, where you're actually using their services to browse out from, it's all encrypted from you to them. But from them on, guess what? They know where you're going, and it can be subpoenaed if they if the if the government wants to get the information as to where you're browsing using that tool. And I I have past examples of uh, articles where that's occurred. So there, my point is, there is no private anything on the internet. Period. You're a digit that we know all about. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I, I, you just, you know, basically told me what I already believed. Yeah. Um, my son is a bigger. Oh no, no, I always go private browsing. So you know, they never know who you are. And we're, I'm like, wait a minute. The NSA can hack anything. I said, forget that. I said, you know, there are all sorts of hacks all over the place. The Pentagon's been hacked. Yeah. You know, major companies have been hacked. I said, and your stupid little computer is not going to get hacked because you're using some free, you know, privacy browsing thing that. Microsoft or who or yeah. Apple provides you to do? It's again based on what I told you. It's really all incognito was designed for. It was designed for businesses. So when people would sit there and you and you walk past, you know, the accountant in there, and he instantly flips off his screen and for whatever he was working on, so his manager doesn't see what he was doing. Um, folks in those types of organizations think that that private browsing is uh, something that they're able to hide from their their managers and supervisors, and it's not because the company knows exactly where that person was going, what they were doing. On the internet, it just again means that someone else sits down at that computer. There is no cache record on that particular gotcha. machine and where you went. Um, it's just, a, but that's it. It's as far as that goes. There is no privacy when it comes to incognito mode, as far as your your son is saying. So okay. they they Thank know where they're much. going. You got it, Paul. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Um, you know, everyone's trying to find that privacy thing, and when. You know, this all happened way back when, when librarians were getting uh, subpoenaed for where people were taking information out of the library, and you know, what what's you know, what's Eric what's Eric taking out? What's he what's he what's he reading? What's he looking at? And everyone was up in arms. And now, you're pretty much everything you're doing on the internet is available. Just assume it. And I don't know how to fix it. I'm not saying it's right, <laughs> but I don't know how to fix it. I also had an, another note I wanted to bring up before we went on vacation. We had a. Uh, this issue where Yahoo was telling everybody if you you had to approve via this oath thing that was coming up that said, just so you know, we at Yahoo are reading all your email. And you have to you had to approve that. And uh, we had that story and then a, a caller called in saying she had this thing pop up and it happened to her and we had a lot of fun with some music. But the point being, we had another, I had another email that came in through someone saying, Eric, 
well, what should we do? And it's not really my job to tell you what you should do. Um, my point is just to tell you what's happening. Now, what you should, in my opinion, you shouldn't use those cloud-based free mail systems because you're the commodity. And what they're saying to you is, well, we, you know, and you're probably seeing this coming through across all of your platforms nowadays. Now they're all kind of coming clean and saying, well, you want to use this? Guess what? You know, you, you're going to have to approve us looking at all your stuff. So you're going to see all these privacy policies popping in, um, into your uh, browsers and into your screens saying, so that you're giving permission for them to use all your data. And, uh, so be aware of the fact that, that's what's going to be happening. And then when you just click yes, which you probably will, you're just legally giving Zuckerberg all the information, whereas before he was kind of not really telling you you were the commodity, even though you really should have believed it. Uh, they're now having to kind of tell you before the lawsuits start happening. Um, so keep that in keep that in mind um, when you're out there doing that. But the, the, the lady asked me what my opinion was or what they should do, and my point is don't use the cloud mail systems if you don't want them to read your email because well, that's up, that's up to you. Otherwise, use it and realize they're reading your email. Um, bu- 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 Rich in Western Mass. Hey, Rich. Hi. Yes, I'll, I'll try to give my question succinctly because I just kind of woke up and I'm <laughs> my brain's not in gear yet. But uh, that was interesting what you said about the uh, browsing information could hmm. ultimately be subpoenaed. You used the word subpoenaed. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer, but you know, the- kind of gets to the the age old question: Who owns the internet? Subpoenaed from who, uh, or oh. whom? Uh, who would the uh, law enforcement go to? The they'd go to the internet provider. They would go to whoever you're. If you're using in Western Mass, let's say you're using Verizon or you're using Comcast, or I don't know who you're using. The law enforcement would go and say, "Hey, this IP address is this Rich's? Yep. Uh, I'd like to have all the information as far as where Rich has been browsing. Why?" Because I want to. And then, of course, a judge has to, of course, make sure that it's legal for them to get that information. Because um, you had started with that incognito, I think, guess that's what you had been talking about when yes. I was sleeping. That incon- incognito uh, mode. Mode, yeah. It doesn't help. In that, well, right. Not ultimately, if, you're, if your girlfriend, if you didn't want your girlfriend to know you were ordering her flowers or for your other girlfriend. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you t- then you took it another step, but you started saying, "But that doesn't mean no one could ever know." Right. Someone could, but it's just a provider. But yeah. I guess that because I always wondered, like going beyond the provider, who is the provider? Like, do do, do providers like Yahoo and, and Google do they have to actually pay someone to be on the internet because they get revenues from advertising, et cetera, and subscribers or whatever? Hmm. But I mean, who do they ultimately pay? Who who's who? Who who pay Google and Yahoo? Who or what ultimately is the internet because it's international? Uh, who is the internet, or what is the internet? Is a good good question. Yeah, I um, mean, you kind of touched on it. I guess or I thought you had when you had mentioned subpoenaed. I mean, to who? Well, again, your your point of connection is really who a uh, a law enforcement agency would go after, uh, and that would be like your 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 internet provider, so Verizon or Comcast or Cox or Frontier. Those are your points of entry into the internet, right? So that's where the br- the browsing information and logs are kept. And uh, are are gotable or, or, or retrievable uh, by those folks. So that's that's the point. What what is the internet is too big of an uh, answer for me to give you. Um, 
probably, and I'm probably not qualified to give you a nice, succinct uh, really? answer. I, I got to tell you, that's scary to hear you say that. That's well, there's a, scary. there's a lot to it, and right. uh, I, I think I would miss some things because um, I'm still a user. Uh, I'm not a computer scientist. Um, you really would need a computer scientist to describe it in a succinct way. I mean, I'm sure I could find a Wikipedia that would give you a simple answer for you, but uh, it wouldn't be an expert answer. Yeah, you should dig up some experts and get them on. Because that's, that's, <laughs> it, it, it is fascinating. I yeah. think it just boggles people's minds, so they just say, oh, I'm not going to think about this anymore. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But the information's out there, Rich. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks a lot. Good you're welcome. Show. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know my limitations. I mean, it would take too long to talk about what the internet is. I mean, you guys generally know, um, but you know, when it gets to your machine, you're just the the final the final sprocket out there on the uh, on the uh, web. There, the rest of the internal workings have to do with all sorts of uh, connection points and and uh, backbones that you're not aware of, and it all has to do with the whole net neutrality thing and and uh, managing the the internet super, uh, internet providers to deal with the information superhighway and making sure that packets are allowed equally to you and all. That. It can just get really we could spend the whole day talking about it, um, but I would want to waste your time. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got one line uh, right now, Percy uh, from South Windsor. Hang on. I'll get to you after the break. And then three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. Feel free to get online. We have a couple lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Here's a definition of what the Internet is. A global computer network providing a variety of information and communication facilities consisting of interconnected networks using standardized communication protocols. That's the Internet. If you have any idea what that really means, that's fine. But um, there's a lot more to it than that, obviously. But that's the definition of what the Internet is. And uh, take it for what it is. <laughs> Let's go on to Percy in South Windsor. Percy, oh, what's I up? I am now. Hey, what's up? Percy. Turn your. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Turn your radio down. I, What's going on? Okay. I, I feel kind of embarrassed because this is a straightforward question. Oh, boy. Okay. I have an iMac home, All and right. I uh, they upgraded the operating system to, uh, I think it's OX 13, I mean, 10.13.14.14, uh, something like that. Mm -hmm. You there? Percy? Uh, you cut out there. Did you walk into a different room or something? You stopped at 14. You, go ahead. Uh, let me try it again. All right. Uh, uh, iMac, Mac has told me, Apple has told me that they're going to be upgrading, uh, moving to 64-byte applications. 64-bit applications, yep. Yeah, 64, 64. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have I have a 32 now, right now. They now tell me uh, it's going to be moving up to 64. Sure. And... Um, Simply stated, um, my Microsoft Office application that contains my Word and my PowerPoint are 32-byte uh, applications. Bit. I'm wondering, yeah. should I go out and buy an upgraded uh, Microsoft 64-byte uh, uh, application that will allow itself to run on my uh, Your on my yeah. on my upgrades? You know, Mac system now. Right. That's I've looked around on the web, and I can't seem to get a definitive answer. Some places, some sites say yes, some say no. No. Some say you're on your own. The you answer know. is no. That's why I got The answer is no. You don't need to do that. Your 32-bit uh, software will work in your 64-bit environment most likely. Uh-huh. 
So you'll be fine. Okay. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. Okay. So, well, look, that's the straightforward question. I All right. Had. That's fine, man. Happy days. All right. Thank you, Dale. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. He's got quite a party going on over there. Holy moly. He didn't invite me, though. Let's go on to John in Unionville. Hey, John. John, Hello. you there? Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Uh, I've got a... Um, uh, my lab, uh, uh, desktop went south, so I had a, my daughter uh, let me use her uh, laptop. Mm-hmm. It's an Apple laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's been fine. But then in the last week or so, uh, every time I go to open up a page, it either doesn't open up it. Op- this is on the internet now. Doesn't open up, or it um, it will take forever, and then then I might be able to get it. But um, you know, like say if 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 I was looking at something and then all of a sudden it said go to go to this, uh, you can open this up, and it shows a picture. Well, it'll open up, but it comes blank, and then it just doesn't uh, doesn't open up. Hmm. And I, I'm running Wi-Fi. I've got it. Like I said, I've got an Apple computer yeah. laptop here. Mm-hmm. My son has a computer, and my wife used it off her phone. And it works fine on those devices. No. Oh. I don't know about my son because he's not here. Right. But the other machine isn't working very well either. But the the phone is not working. Kathy has the same problem. Yeah. Okay. So you definitely have. It's not your computer. It's your internet connection and or your modem. Um, so have you reset those devices, your modem and or your router and your Wi-Fi? No. Okay. Usually the first thing to do whenever your internet starts slowing down is okay. you, you go down and find the modem that's in your wherever you've yep. got it located. And yep. I unplug mine. Okay. I count to 10. Okay. And then I plug it back in. Okay. And that usually resets the system and uh, everything all of a sudden will work better for you, hopefully, if that's all there is to it. That's that's step one. If uh, that doesn't work, then you want to power cycle your router after that. Do you know where your router is? Or do you not have a separate modem router? I'm not sure. That's okay. I've uh, got, two, I've got a, an AT&T, so it's... All right. Maybe it's all together. So when you, when you power cycle that one device, it probably will take care of this. And you've never had to do this? How long have you had the internet connection with AT&T? Oh, forever. Well, lucky you. You've had a good connection. Um. Power cycle that that well, device. Well, we had it, but I had a different. La- I had a desktop versus a using my do- and I, and Wi-Fi. You yeah, know, I at know. one point we didn't have it. It was hardwired. I know? hear you. No, that doesn't matter. If, if both of your devices are having the same problem, it's the internet that's the problem, not your devices. Okay. And it's not the fact that you have a different device on the system now causing the problem. Okay. So power cycle that modem, and I bet you, I bet you it'll work again. If it doesn't, I'm here till eleven o'clock. Give me a ring. <laughs> Thank you so much for your help. <laughs> All right, John. Bye. 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 So feel free to get online, guys, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I've got a story for you here as I wait for your calls. Facebook, they're firing one of their engineers for using Facebook data to stalk women. So this guy had access to data through Facebook because he was a a designer, uh, an engineer of the program, of the Facebook platform. And he was caught because he was using the information he had through Facebook to stalk women through Tinder, which was the dating app he was using. So he would be able to check women out through Facebook before he then found them on Tinder and then, I don't know, went after them as far as trying to get dates. I don't know what they were trying to do. But it's creepy, right? (laughs) It's creepy. And this is the idea of the cloud, right, where when you stick your stuff on the cloud – 
which engineers are looking at it, right? When you put your accounting data, when you put your business out there, there are geeks that have access, right? And in this case, Facebook's engineer was let go because he was leveraging this data to try to I don't know, find the best date for himself. The other thing that's kind of funny and creepy about this is it's literally on the eve that this guy got fired on the fact that Facebook is, guess what? Offering a new dating service. <laughs> I can't make it up. So if you uh, are sick of uh, Match.com and, and Tinder or whatever else is out there, Facebook can help you <laughs> hook up, I guess. I don't know. Would you want to use Facebook for that, considering of all the issues you found? I mean, just imagine. I've never been on a dating site. Thank, thank goodness. Um, so I don't know what kind of stuff you got to put in there. Um, obviously, you take a picture, you know, of you when you look ten years ago, <laughs> which you look like ten years ago to start. But as far as the information you're putting on there on a, on a dating site, it's probably more personal than your general Facebook site. I just can't imagine the uh, the stuff they're going to try to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't imagine. I'll put the link up here for you because it's kind of a, a creepy read um, about what this guy was doing. But um, hey, welcome to the internet, I guess. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. Everything I've talked about so far has been posted live by Mike G. He'll post it live for you, including the uh, the Tesla announcement there, the TB <laughs> to be determined Tesla product from Conan O'Brien. So check that out. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.